GMV friends, and welcome back to V Friends on Air. In this episode, creator of V Friends Gary Vaynerchuk interviews the digital artist and designer Terrell Jones, who created the first ever V Friends series to scene swap, The Second Voyage. The two discuss Terrell's background, the ways that brand IPs evolve over time, and the inspiration for this first ever scene swap. Really hope you enjoy this chat and check the show notes for details from our blog about the Burn Island Eruption 9 scene swap happening now until Tuesday, September 12th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time only on Burn Island. Enjoy the show. This is breaking news that scene swaps and metadata changes are coming soon to be Series 2. In upcoming activations and Burn Island eruptions, VFriend Series 2 holders can change their tokens by swapping the scene, aka the background, exclusive new scenes designed by different intellectual property partners, brands, cultural entities, and renowned artists. So if you scene swap, your Series 2 NFT that you currently hold will not be burned. That NFT will remain a unique one-of-one artwork, and it will have permanent metadata and appearance updates. This is an opt-in basis, and you're, we're not shuffling between existing scenes. These scene swaps will come from new artworks from, as I said, brands, entities, and other artists. So you may know that Friend Series 2 is a collection of unique one-of-one -one artworks. There is no duplicate of the same character, scene, and pose. And so we wanted to maintain that integrity in the collection going forward with this update. So we're implementing technical parameters to ensure that there are no duplicates of a character, scene, and pose, allowing for all Friend Series 2 NFTs to remain true one of ones. So just as a, as a, for example, if two holders own an optimistic otter in the same manifesting pose, only one holder can swap the scene of their NFT, ensuring that only one combination of that character pose and scene is created. When you go through the process and confirm, you will then reserve your privilege to make that scene swap and it'll happen on a first come first serve basis. These scene changes will be non-reversible, forever altering the appearance and corresponding metadata of your VFriend Series 2 tokens. In this thread, which I'm reading from, we've linked a separate thread all about dynamic metadata and what it means when the artwork, the, the front-facing artwork of an NFT changes. So feel free to dig into that thread if you want a little more context on what this is. This new scene swap format puts the choice of change in your hands, where you choose your own destiny. If you do not participate in this Burn Island scene swap, then no metadata altering will happen. And furthermore, we're excited to announce that the next eruption, Eruption 9, the first of these scene swap eruptions will be exclusively for JAS book game token holders as the Just Art Surprise. And this is the first of three Just Art Surprise exclusive scene swap eruptions to come. And we've linked to the blog uh, to learn more about Just Art Surprise book games. Daniel, you know, we've had less than 24 hours for the community to, to, to digest this. Um, what's some of the takeaways that you're seeing on the timeline in Discord? Man, the thing I'm most excited about is really the, the integration of dope art, intellectual property brands into the Series 2 ecosystem and collection. It's it's a completely sort of breaking news that we dropped yesterday and something I'm even still digesting, right? Even though you and I are so close to it and part of the strategy and creation, it's still such a new thing now that's live and breathing um, and shared with the community. And I love what I'm seeing too. Some Some great responses. Either way, some folks naturally are concerned and want more details. How does this affect existing rarity to some of the already rare scenes? One for 
future? Is there utility? Like there's so many valid questions that, you know, naturally come about when there's anything to do with changes or concepts or strategy as it relates. So I'm excited to one, announce the artist. I know that's why we're all here. We're all excited. Mm -hmm. um, but most importantly, we're, we're introducing a new wrinkle into the ecosystem. That's super exciting. Our perspective, um, I, I think is really cool. And the fact that it's part of Burn Island, the fact that it's exclusively this first one for JAS book game token holders, I think is really cool. And ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to choices, uh, preferences, subjectivity, art, creativity. Mm. Um, so I think there's, it's super dynamic um, that it's going to be really awesome what you'll and see how the community continues to respond and those conversations that continue to happen that I think are super important. I will say we're about to re reveal the artist. So if anybody wants to get a last minute guess into the comments, I'd love to see where your heads are at, who you think it might be. I think some alert apes in the chat may see the artist in the space. So there's a little hint for you, but here it comes. Daniel, I'd love for you to peel back the curtain and reveal for everybody who is going to be the first ever notable artist to partner for a VFriend Series 2 seed swap. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, Garrett. And this is something I know we're all waiting to hear. And so here it goes, everyone. For the very scene swap that will be featured in Eruption 9, more details to come, VFriends is beyond thrilled to feature digital artist and designer Terrell Jones. Terrell's a renowned artist known for his dynamic and innovative approach to visual storytelling. Terrell has captured the attention of digital art enthusiasts with his distinct style, often described as a fusion of pop precisionism. Terrell Jones brings a unique blend of talent, dedication, innovation, marking this collaboration as the first in Burn Island history. Super excited. Terrell Jones, born and raised in Michigan. He's currently now based in LA, has a shoe designer background, some notable artworks that you may be familiar with. Mission Mojave, which was featured on Super Rare, sold for over seven ETH. Business Calls, which was featured on Foundation, worth over 15 ETH on sale. And one of the biggest ones that I'm mostly excited about that was featured on and sold on Sotheby's was Motel 777. Terrell's art is truly the intersection of culture, fashion, and nostalgia. Again, through storytelling, through that pop precisionism art that you'll see if you haven't already. We're really excited to share his art as well. And Terrell is also the co-founder of Pure XTZ, also known as Pure Web3 on Twitter, if you're looking to follow, which is an artist-led showcase that focuses on onboarding groups of primarily ETH-nativist and non-crypto artists into the Tezos ecosystem. Shout out to all the artists that are on Tezos. It's actually a really sleeping giant to folks that love art. Would really, really recommend just browsing and looking into the Tesla's ecosystem. But once again, VFriends is truly thrilled to welcome to the VFriends family and the Series 2 collection, Terrell Jones as the first artist featured in Scene Swaps. Um, I'm really excited to have Terrell on stage right now. Just before I do, want to just put out a quick like security PSA. Like I know that a lot of folks are, are clicking into Terrell's profile and looking at his artwork and collections right now. Just want to make a call out that his um, handle, if you're searching on OpenSea, is Terrell Dom, two R's, two L's, D-O-M. It's the same as his Twitter handle, and it verified accounts. So just want to make sure that everybody's safe if you're, um, if you're navigating the, the wonderful world of uh, Web3. All right. That being said, Terrell, so happy to have you here. Uh, happy Thursday. How are you this morning? Um, I'm having a beautiful day. Uh, it, I'm just really excited for this to be happening. Yeah, let's go. So are we. I know, I know we've got a good amount of time with you and we're going to get into more of your background. And um, I, I really encourage everybody to just kind of like go down the rabbit hole while, 
while this is happening. I'm going to bring up Gary to uh, sort of kick us off in this interview. And just thank you again for being here, Terrell. Gary, good morning. How good to see you. Good morning. Great to see you as well, Jeremy. Good morning, everyone. Super excited to be a part of this. Um, really appreciate it. It's a really special day. I'm glad Terrell's here. I've been sitting, you know, I don't like to sit on secrets too long. I've been sitting on this for a while. Super excited about yesterday's announcement. And now to make it even more real, kind of uh, kick off this series of like behind the backgrounds, speaking to the artists and the collaborators that we're going to be doing these scene swaps with. I couldn't think of a, a more exciting starting point uh, with Terrell. I think he represents a lot of what's amazing about creativity and artistry and um, and uh, and this Web3 space. And so I think we're going to get into people getting to know him. And I think that's an important part of this because I think for the BeFriend Series 2 holders who are now going to contemplate flopping out scenes, First of all, I'm, I'm so fired up about what he came up with. I think it's super rad. Um, but when I think about collectabilities and long-term stuff, this gets to be the origin. This is the alpha. This is the rookie scene. This, the, you know, in my hopes and dreams, Jeremy, when I think about this, in the same way that I go and do research for three hours when I find a new collectible and, and I learn about, oh, this was a KB Toys exclusive or this was a mail-in action figure for Star Wars. I think about the collectible lore of all of this and... You know, I think for the collectability of the digital asset, these rare backgrounds from Series 2 that are going to be created from these swaps um, are going to all have different origins and lores, and some of the artists or the IPs will go on to do incredible things, which will create demand for it. But there's only one ever first time, and that's what we're doing here. And um, we get a lot of thoughts on where we wanted to go with it. Do we want to go with a brand, or do we want to go with a, a historical IP, or do we want to go some other direction? And I think we landed in the right place, and I'm excited to be working with Terrell on this, so... That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if you want to set the stage on that or react to that, Jeremy, but um, I'm excited for everybody here. Please share this out. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people always ask like, hey, how can I help me, friends? I'm a holder. You know, sharing out exciting stuff we're doing um, is important. And so I think a lot of people can enjoy a midday kind of conversation. It's a fun one. So that's where I'm at, brother. So I think, Terrell, I think it'd be really awesome if you can, first of all, how are you? It's really great to be with you. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I've been really looking forward to this. I really do think it's cool. I think the metadata switch of the scenes creates a really fun collectability and it lets a lot of people get into the universe of our collaborators. And so I'm excited though that there are seven, 29 people, even in this, um, you know, Twitter spaces who are going to discover you through this, are going to decide to switch out the scene of one of their V friends for the uh, incredible thing that you've made with us and for us. And then I think that's going to lead them down a gateway drug of, you know, collecting your art and, and your craft and that feels really good on this side of the equation so i'm excited about this i think it's a really really monumental day and uh, you know in this time where i think there's a lot of you know correction in the nft market i think watching the other builders and artists that are working day to day and i'm very proud of what b friends has been doing it's been a very active summer and we have a lot for fall and this is a big part of it and so thank you for doing this with us thank you for entrusting you know our project to have a place of some of your art and i'm excited about it. i think why don't we start with this kind of take the mic and do a two to three minute comic book number one origin story about who you are, where you came from, where you grew up, how you started to realize you were artistic. Give us the whole real origin story because I think it's super important. Yeah. Um, so I'm Terrell Jones. I'm a digital artist and designer, uh, born and raised in Michigan for my whole life, pretty much. Uh, and art was really the thing that got me um, able to travel, but I'll get to that a little bit later. But um yeah, I've been doing it my own for as long as I can remember, pretty much. Uh, there was always people in my life, uh, especially my aunt. Uh, she's a super talented 
uh, portrait artist. So it was really cool early on just to see her be able to make art as great as she did. I think she was the first person I really saw able to make like great pieces of art. And um, like I said, she was a portrait artist. So a lot of her stuff was very um, hyper realistic. And that was just so amazing to me as a kid, uh, seeing people able to do that. And she was always giving me tips and art supplies every time I saw her pretty much and like art books and stuff. So uh, she was always fostering that uh, ability in me and um, my parents as well, because I, I feel like uh, I, I tell people that a lot and I don't ever get to really um, credit my parents as well. They were always super, um, just like I said, fostering that, that ability in me and always pushing it and always just telling me, um, that I was really going to be able to at some point have this included in my career. I don't think that they really understood, uh, at that time, um, you know, that, that I'd be able to put it into my career as much as I have at this, but, uh, they, they were always still trying to let me be able to have that freedom to create art while still, you know, encouraging classwork because <laughs> I was definitely a kid that didn't like to do homework and, and all that. And I was drawing on all my homework and stuff, but, uh, they, they still never like tried to snuff out that flame in me. Um, so yeah, going through the years, um, in middle school and high school, I definitely started to take it a little bit more serious and started to think about, um, ways that I could kind of include it in my career later on. Uh, like, uh, Daniel had said, um, shoe design was definitely one of the first things that I had thought of. Uh, I, I've always been kind of passionate about shoes, so in high school, this is probably like freshman or sophomore year, uh, I started to enter into these different Instagram contests where artists would be able to make shoe designs. And there were certain companies that were actually getting the shoes made or, um, you know, making those types of commitments. So uh, those were definitely some of the first uh, shoe design things that I was trying to get involved with. And um, I think that really was just my intro to that world and really just me trying to find a career that I could still do all the art that I wanted to do, but it would still make sense in a web two job sense. So, um, throughout the years, I think after high school, I probably did three or four more, um, not contests like those, but there were some, um, shoe design workshops with different companies. I think I did a couple with Puma. I did some with, um, New Balance as well. Uh, with New Balance, I was able to intern with them pretty much for three weeks uh along with pencil academy which is a shoe design school what was the, and what was the biggest thing you learned in those three weeks like what was the biggest disappointment like the corporate of it all or what was that kind of the biggest insight yeah i think a big thing i think i learned i didn't want to work at shoes <laughs> <laughs> um but i think it was a really great experience uh for that one i was able to be with probably like 25 other artists um, and we were all kind of at different points of, in our journey. Uh, some people were there for more of the shoe design. Some people were there for more of the like fashion side of this. Some people were there for like colors and materials. So um, I think it was really cool for me to be able to see that many different artists that were all just super talented. I would say everyone there was probably more um, ready to be a part of that world than I was. And her, um, I would say more talented in different ways. You know, some people were really like great at Photoshop. Some people were just like the some of the best designers I've ever seen. So I think it was really cool and a really great experience to be around that many different artists that um, I don't think I'd really ever been in that type of situation before. I would say um, 
not to sound cocky or to my own horn in this way, but, uh, you know, throughout high school or middle school or, you know, any levels of school, a lot of times people saw me as probably one of the better artists around. But uh, I think it was really cool and a really humbling experience to kind of, <laughs> not to say be the worst artist around, but I, I definitely don't feel like I was as ready as I thought I was for that world. Um, but it was still a great experience. I think one of the crazier things, one of the things I don't think I was ready for was just um, us getting these design briefs and having to work on these projects and stuff. And us literally like probably, like I said, it was probably like 25 other artists. I think probably like 15 to 20 artists at a time we'd all just be down in the hotel lobby that they had uh, rented for us. And we would just be working like throughout the night, like it would be like 4 a.m. And we're just out there like surviving on coffee and just <laughs> trying to sketch as much as we can or design as much as we can. And um, I think it was just really cool to get that vibe. And I think like everyone I met there was just so cool. And now I know a bunch of artists and designers that work at like Jordan and New Balance and Puma and, I was just really happy for them, and I'm glad that I was still able to get something from that experience. Um, I think that's pretty rad. Um, I think that I'm getting bombarded in the Discord and Twitter uh, to see the design. So, Jeremy, are you free? Oh, yeah, we're ready to rock. Before we go to this and we build up the hype here, we're going to show the design, uh, and, and we'll let Terrell speak to it. I think, Terrell, that's, that whole rant there about like discovering that an ideology you had as a kid ended up not being what you actually wanted is actually a big thing that I think more creative people have to learn. They have a dream to become an X, Y, and Z, and then they get to that place and they realize the corporate, you notice even how I asked the question, right? The corporate of it, the business of it sometimes makes it not as interesting. The lack of freedom to do the creative stuff. Is that like a message because it's your truth of your story that you feel like you're scaling and sharing um, and want young creatives to know? Because I think the ideology of what you think it's going to be like at a at Vogue, at Nike, at the NBA, you know, at Apple, it's a very different reality once it becomes corporate. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I kind of trailed off. I think um, one thing, uh, just to speak on that type of feeling with that situation, um, I'm a person that was just super focused on making shoes look cool at the time, just super into that, like building of the silhouettes and stuff, and for them a lot of times like with a new balance um they're just focused on the ability to make stuff and a lot of times kind of the the costs that go into it and being able to kind of bring it down to its most like raw not to say cheapest form but like there was a lot of things where i would be like oh you know i want this panel to be here or i want this soul to look like that and whether it be a, a situation where they were like yo if you had the soul looking like this, if, if the parameters were like this, like you'd break someone's foot, like <laughs> that's just not possible. Or it would be like, hey, th these panels right here, they don't make sense on this shoe. This would cost another however many, you know, dollars per shoe. We're going to have to take this off. Or like, there's no reason for this to be here. Why is it on this shoe? Take it off. And I think with my process and, you know, the way that I like to do things, I wasn't necessarily always glad to be told no. So I think that was kind of something that I thought about myself um, in that experience. But uh, yeah, with my art now, I, I definitely try to push that um, kind of freedom, um, especially with Web3, just being able to make these decisions yourself and necessarily having someone in the background telling you no all the time. You know, you're, you're kind of getting to make these decisions and kind of getting to build this journey uh, yourself in, in ways. 
that I don't think we were really able to before this. I, I appreciate it. it. makes a ton of sense. It's a big reason why I think it's exciting. I didn't need to go and do a deal with a trading card company or an animation studio with friends. To your point, I got to mint it, blockchain it, and build from there. And you get to have all the creative freedom in that environment. Jeremy, are you ready for how we're going to share this to everybody? Because I know that... Yep, I'm one click away. You say the and then that will show up on the scrolly thing on the top? Yeah, I'll I'll pin it immediately. It'll show up in less than all a right, minute. Right, so you can see up above, we're going to... Jeremy, you can do that now. Um, I think we're going to give everybody the opportunity to see the artwork of the scene that you will be able to take whichever V friend you have right now that you're willing to swap. And there it is. I'm clicking in. Um, so, um, TJ, I think we can uh, I think we can talk about it now to get your sense of what you were trying to uh, accomplish here and what you were trying to you know do with the scene and what what it means to you and. Uh, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited about it. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to work, especially for a couple of characters in our universe. I think going to really match up super well. So um, would love to get your sense of what we're looking at here. We're calling it the second voyage. You're, excuse me, yours called it the second voyage. We're obviously following that, and that will be the name of the scene. Tell tell us about what we're seeing here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so glad that it's, it's finally out. Um, this is a continuation of my Space Boy series. Um, this is a character named Terry and pretty much, uh, I made these first three, uh, pieces, uh, they were my super rare Genesis. Uh, it was called, uh, the journey begins the liftoff and, um, the voyage. And, um, really the thought that was in those pieces, uh, was just Terry being a super imaginative kid and being able to kind of turn his imaginations into a re reality in his head. So, um, you know, those pieces had him in a cardboard spaceship. And you no, know, at, at, in the last piece uh, of, of that, like mini series, pretty much, um, it, it featured him in an actual spaceship. So um, it was really just about him being able to kind of turn those uh, imaginations into his own reality in his head. And just really the overarching theme of the whole collection was just. Um, kids having that kind of imaginative nature about them that they're really able to think that anything is possible. And I think that when we get older, we kind of get that lame snuffed out, you know, by society or our parents or, you know, whatever else that we kind of get told, you know, you know, this isn't possible or you're not able to, you know, do this and that. Um, but yeah, just trying to keep that flame alive in, in us now and trying to re heal part of myself and, and I was able to kind of do it with uh, others at that time. I love that. I love that. What um, what about you from a, you know, let's jump to B-Friends a little bit. Obviously, I'm building a Pokemon, Sesame Street, Smurfs, Transformers, He-Man, kind of Care Bears universe. For you, how old are you? I'm 25. Right, so you're a youngster. So for you, what what kind of universe, what kind of IP, what cartoons or or you or Marvel this or Pokemon that, like what what did you grow up with really fucking with? Um, I think some of the first ones was definitely Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Uh, I kind of credit it for getting me into art, period. Uh, my, my big brother came home from state with this drawing of like this character with a big head and super spiky hair. And at the time, that was probably like the coolest thing I'd ever seen anyone draw. So I was like, yo, what is this and how can I make one myself? Uh, so yeah, Dragon Ball Z was definitely a huge inspiration. Uh, I, I jokingly call Akira Toriyama the creator of it. Uh, I call him my art granddaddy because <laughs> uh, I really credit him with like kind of sparking that thing in me that wanted to create art. Um, 
but yeah, some other ones, uh, definitely Batman Beyond, uh, Ultimate Muscle, Static Shock, uh, Dragon Tales, when I was like a super youngster, um, Arthur, um, and I could go on all day. I'm, I, I'm, I really way, I'm enjoying this part really heavy. Like, you know, I think things like Arthur and like Get Along Gang and like all these things, like they're very inspirational, Peppa Pig, they're very inspirational for me. Marvel really sits with me because right now, obviously, be friends, aesthetics go towards a younger age group. But you know, I'm already thinking about adult screenplays. Like, you know, again, Mar there's Lego and, you know, there's there's Marvel toys for two-year-olds. And then there's, you know, rated R superhero blockbusters. And so to me, the depth of being able to play with the range. But right now, I'm obviously in the chapter where I'm establishing the IP in this kind of age demo look. Um, but I do get excited about, you know, thinking about the Transformers I grew up with in 1985, which was made for like 10-year-old boys, is obviously very different than the feature films that are coming out right now. Definitely, yeah. Marvel was a big one as well. But yeah, I think it's really cool to see them able to turn just at some point. They were just making comic books and, and whatever. And being able to turn that into a multi-billion dollar franchise or however much it is at this point. Um, it just create that that these whole worlds where you can have people go... You know, I like the new Spider-Man, so I go. Oh no, I like the old Spider-Man. Like just being <laughs> just being able to do that is just awesome. Jeremy, do, can we bring up some people to ask um, to roll some questions? A hundred percent. Yep. Well, we do that because that I feel like we'll wrap up with this section. Anything you want the the V Friends universe to know about you as an artist or anything that's going on in your world? What what kind of most caught your attention about V Friends when you first kind of glanced at it? Is this got more serious? Yeah, I think I had first been introduced to the whole thing through the the first V friends yeah. and um at a certain point i kind of saw the genius in it but i think with the the series two um and really honestly going to vcon earlier this year in may um i really saw the passion that a lot of the the, the people there had for it you know whether that just be them opening up cards you know off to the side on a bench and just being so excited and just being so like enthralled in that world i thought that, that was so cool to be able to see people connect with really just stuff that was created in you know web3 and um I, I just thought that it was like so cool to see just up close and just the professionalism of, of vcon this period i'm so excited for the next one i'm so mad I, I, I got sick on the last day so i wasn't able to do some of the things that i wanted to do there honestly um, we're stuck <laughs> it's so funny to watch us go from become one to two to three but we already have figured out I mean, we're, it looks like we're going to announce where VCon is in September, like literally next month, um, which is unheard of. That's like months ahead of like two years ago, months and months and way ahead of even last year. But like the things that are already figured out, like how massive we're going to, uh, we're going to do it this year is like pretty bananas. You're going to be blown away. So thank you for that. Um, all right, cool. Let's go. Jeremy, let's close this last 10 minutes out, seven minutes out with a couple of questions. If you have a question uh, for Terrell about the design, about which character, big shout out to somebody. Somebody was pretty clever, scooped up some instronates, the impeccable instronate uh, uh, on, on OpenSea I just saw, which is pretty interesting. Uh, instronate is a Russian alien, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Um, let's open yeah. it up. Yeah, we got a couple folks on stage. Just before we go to Q&A, I kind of want to just reset the room for everybody. Thanks so much for being here with us this afternoon. We just revealed that Terrell Jones has created the second voyage, the first ever scene swap for VFriend Series 2. And I want everybody to understand that details about the scene swap mechanics will come out later today. And we'll be doing it Twitter spaces tomorrow at 1 p.m. to field questions on those mechanics. So I really want to keep the questions focused today around Terrell Jones, his career, 
and uh, specific specific and, and, and so the scene, um, right i just saw an, uh, an the scene, adaptable yes. alien just popped off so the first couple sales with this announcement are really keen towards space i haven't seen an astronaut sell yet the instrument was a nice move because they were close to this obviously aliens a little bit higher also saw a little bit of fire in the discord around forever phoenix and the rare robot so it's gonna be interesting to see how people pick the characters they want i to burn to get the scenes to match up the character i think is pretty clever so if you have any any extra questions or insights on the scene this is probably a good opportunity to get to the artist himself yeah 100 we've got a lot of folks on the request so i'll bring them up as we go so jp i'm coming to you first and then we'll go to coopdeville thanks for having me on really appreciate it uh terrell been a big fan of your work for for a long time i know you've been in the nft scene building and, and making art for a long time so it's cool to follow you from there to here i had uh, my question for you was when did you first uh kind of like link up with with the v friends project and and how long was this uh collaboration in the works and and how did that kind of process start yeah uh, first of all great to meet you i'm going to follow you right now um let me see uh when did the friends uh the, the first one come may out? of 21 Okay, it couldn't have been too long after that. I, I feel like I got into NFTs a little bit before that. Oh, May of twenty? Um, Is it May of twenty? I'm gonna call. Oh, uh, twenty-one. I got into NFTs in March that year, and then I really got like into the NFT world um, just through Twitter and um, being able to follow so many different people that were involved. Um, in probably around I think June, July. So. It couldn't have been too long after that, uh, my, my introduction through this, because I already knew about Gary before that, but um, I think I was introduced to that, like I said, not too long after. But um, just then working on this and, and the ideation behind this, I think that was probably a little bit before VCon uh, that we were working on that. Um, right. And yeah, really the whole process behind it was just us going back and forth, just thinking about... Um, you know, the best way to do this, the best way to fit some of my worlds into it. And I think once uh, I kind of had a picture for what they were going for, it was kind of just like a super simple, um, super simple to picture making the piece that I, I did eventually make. Um, and just being able to, to fuse the, the Space Boy storyline into that world. Um, it made so much sense uh, with Terry and just the whole idea behind VFrance, period. Um, it, it really kind of matched together perfectly. Speaking of which, people are like super creative. Somebody just, my network guy, big shout out to you, just bought a focused Falcon in the competing pose. And like, I'm looking at it right now while you're talking and I'm like, that is going to look so fucking crazy good with the scene. This just got me genuinely excited, not only about this alpha drop and first rookie drop of a scene, but like, I don't think I, you know, obviously the alien and, and the astronaut made sense when I first saw it, but now seeing how people are kind of going through OpenSea right now and picking things that make sense, this Falcon is going to look crazy. Love it. Very smart. Anyway, let's keep it going, Jeremy. Bring up some Jeremy, just because I've got a hard 1245, um, yep. a pretty big meeting for me, friends. Um, I just want to thank everybody for joining us throughout. I just want to personally thank you one more time. I know you guys are going to keep this Q&A going and see how many you can get to, and I appreciate your time on this. More importantly, I appreciate your efforts, your activity. I have a funny feeling I'm going to be very proud that we did this with you in 5, 10, 15, 20 years as you continue to shine and do what you're doing. And uh, I'm genuinely excited for all the friends that are holding a Series 2, maybe holding a Series 2 that they uh, yesterday were like, eh, I'm not sure I even love that. Maybe I should just get rid of it. Da, da, da. But now knowing that they can take a background scene that they're maybe not as passionate about and 
layer in and swap out to a scene created by such an emerging important artist in the space that may give it more collectability or might mean something more to them because they love the art or the space scene or the way you did it. And so thank you for that, my friend. And um, and I, I wish you nothing but health and happiness and success. Yeah, thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, sorry. Just two quick things before you go. I wanted everybody to know we just pinned up tomorrow's spaces. So if you want to ask questions about Eruption 9 Dynamics, please uh, set a reminder, retweet there. And also, we haven't mentioned that this scene swap is going to be exclusive to Just Art Surprise book games holders. G, I don't know if you want to share anything on yeah, that. No, not, no, not this no, that's a great call. Thank you for getting me in on that. Uh, everyone, The the this is for a lot of people that don't even know what we're talking about, the sweet scene swap out. We have something called Burn Island in Defense Land. Um, where you can burn a token, things happen. In this scenario, you burn a just art surprise book games NFT. So there's a lot of people in the community here. Join our Discord. The general chat will explain to you what that is. I'm sure the blog post that you just pinned, Jeremy, Jeremy, you can recap in detail for everybody what that is. But that would be the token you're burning to get the right to take your scene and turn it into uh, this incredibly exclusive Terrell uh, piece. And so I think um, I'm pretty excited about that because for the just art, Surprise, book game NFTs, you know, the patience, the book games are played forever. Here's another place where owning that token is the only way you're going to be able to get this. And so adds to the collectability, add the game if I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. TJ, I'll go back to you real quick. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, I was just going to say thank you for having me and um, just letting me be a part of this opportunity. Of course, man. I wish you nothing but the best. Send me up anytime, like I said. Bye, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, I'll jump into Discord while I'm on this call for two seconds to get more love. But everybody have the best, best day and a great weekend upcoming. Thanks, G. Terrell, are you good to stick around for a couple more questions? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I think we have uh, Aquarian on stage now. Aquarian, you there? Hey, um, yeah, so I actually had a question for Terrell. I noticed that you're also a founder and an entrepreneur plus an artist. And um, like, it's a two-part question. So first thing is I've noticed that a lot of artists are against capitalism and the idea of like, you know, presenting themselves as businessmen. Um, what's your take on that? You know, do you think artists should be capitalists or should they leave it to someone else? And my second question is, you know, since you do both of these things, how do you switch? Because I feel like, you know, when I'm in that business mode, um, it's very hard for me to get into a creative space and just relax and give myself the time and space to create. And, you know, when I'm in that creative space, it's hard for me to stay organized and, um, you know, talk to my clients like in a normal professional, <laughs> uh, non-insane way. So I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, how do you make that differentiation in your life? And, you know, like, uh, how do you deal with being a capitalist artist? Yeah, I think a big thing for me is kind of just keeping the joy in the art. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, I have to make business decisions and, and all that type of stuff all the time. But I think if I didn't have the love for the art, then it would kind of just be miserable. Uh, I had quit my um, Web2 job uh before i had ever sold an nft um but it was really just quitting just to focus on art and just to be able to try to follow my dreams and in, in one way or another um i think at the time i was trying to sell prints and stickers and you know that type of grind but um a, a big thing is just keeping the art you know being the, the the most important thing and i feel like a lot of stuff can kind of just get figured out after that point and uh staying organized as well uh i think a lot of times especially now that i, I don't have a traditional web 2 job um i'm kind of responsible for being my own you know boss in a way and kind of keeping myself staying on different things whether that be meetings or emails or you know whatever else so you know that that'll let you be as, as good or, or as bad as you will allow it because you know if you're not staying on top of that stuff there's no one else that's going to discipline you you know so you kind of have to stay on top of yourself uh, in that sense uh landon uh gm how are you good morning 
Great morning, Jeremy. Um, TJ, I was going through your your media on your Twitter profile just now, and I remember seeing Mission Mojave pop up on my feed at one point, and just being blown away with your like very specific style, even just the way you scale characters and your environment. But further back, I noticed you were experimenting with more variety of like styles within the digital medium. I was kind of curious, like, is that more curated that you're just showing your style in 2023 more and you're still experimenting with other stuff? Or are you kind of focusing more on the style that you've been doing this year? Just as an artist myself, I'm all over the place. I'll do printmaking, I'll do pixel art, I'll do illustration. So I'm just curious what your process is like. Yeah, I would say I'm always experimenting with different styles and um, soon different mediums as well. But uh, I think that a lot of the stuff I've been releasing is just kind of making a bunch of sense together. So, um, you know, that's why it, it's kind of connected through uh, the, the styles and the stories. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely experimenting with different ones, whether that be more of a, like a comic book style or like a manga style. Or um, you know, there's different ways that I see myself doing even 3D uh, in, in the future. Not to give too much alpha, but yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely suffer from whatever you suffer from with just yeah. <laughs> just doing so many different styles and so many different things. I think at a certain point with uh, Web3, I was kind of able to rein it in and uh, make series and collections and stuff. And I think that that kind of made me able to finally kind of stick to one thing while still being able to do so many different things with that one thing. Uh, but yeah, just being able to have a certain style that kind of connects everything, but being able to make more happy pieces or more funny pieces or more, you know, violent pieces or, you know, whatever else it is, uh, just being able to kind of keep it all together while still being able to venture out. Dude, you have a crazy amount of skill. I don't want to take up too much time, but just even precision, precision on your Dragon Ball Z pieces and stuff, like you can execute so many different kinds of styles. I'm extremely impressed, man. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you a follow. Thank you so much. So I want to pass it over to Senior next, who's got their hand up, and then we'll go to Jolly Red to wrap it up. Yo, I appreciate y'all letting me up here. Terrell, I have a quick question, man. How much time do you spend on the, like, the idea sketching process? And then how much do, of that time goes over to, like, the execution? Because sometimes I feel stuck in the sketching ideas, and I cannot focus on just putting one out. So do you do, like, a time break, or how do you do it? I think, uh, first of all, great to meet you. Just gave you a follow. Um, but I think for me... A lot of times, especially with uh, certain pieces that even like people like the most, um, I would say that the sketch probably takes the longest uh, for my process in particular. I think that if I don't have a good foundation, then it's going to take me way longer to do a piece. Um, so usually like the people's favorite pieces are the ones that I'd spent the most time on the sketch and just being able to envision it, you know, color it out and whatever. But having that like foundation of just like a really good fundamental sketch that I'm not going to have to go change things later or add things or whatever. I'm, I'm going to have to like be able to know exactly what I'm going for, you know, once I start to actually add color and add the characters and whatever else. Um, so yeah, I would say I spend a lot of time on the sketch, just kind of getting it as not to say perfect. Cause <laughs> if you see my sketching, there's not a lot of, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's just like, ah, like that, that corner over there is a little weird trail, but just being able to have a guideline to kind of be able to, make the final piece at some point and um uh know you know what colors i want to do or compositionally what makes the most sense at certain parts of the piece um yeah i, I will see uh, certain pieces i don't really know because like there's certain pieces that took me like 24 hours but there's other ones that i was working on for like three months so 
it's kind of hard to say that whatever time split that is, but I, I would say that I, I have a healthy amount of time that goes into the sketch. Jolly Red, you're on. Good to see you. Thank you, Jeremy. Tyrell, it's a pleasure meeting you. I've actually, this is my first time even hearing about you. I checked out your page, gave me a follow. Some pretty dope artwork. I'm going to keep a little bit lighter this time. Um, I know you're an anime fan and I love anime myself. Um, so it's really cool that, like, um, especially because where anime now is, especially in modern times, the inspiration that you have with that thing is amazing. Two questions. One, who is your favorite villain from the Dragon Ball Z series? And two, um, I know you're in currently a um, space theme of, uh, you know, your drawing era right now. What would you say your favorite space anime is? All right. So for my favorite villain, I think one that just came to mind, it would probably be Cell. If for no other reason, I'm a person that's super into shape language and art and anime as well. Um, and the current Toriyama, the way that he had Cell shaped, especially like Perfect Cell, uh, I can think of like certain, um, even just like imperfect cell, but I can think of certain like panels and stuff where I like think back to that panel so much of just like how cell was shaped and just how cool I think a lot of his designs were shaped. Um, so I would probably say cell, but honestly, you can't go raw with them. Like Frieza was super dope. I, I love Boo. Uh, I, growing up and just being a kid and seeing so many different Boos, whether it's like a Boo, Gohan Boo. Uh, you know, all the, the the different blues were so cool to me. Uh, I don't know. I really love like the merging and all that. So, um, yeah, you can't really go wrong with, with Dragon Ball Z. Um, but yeah, my favorite space anime, um, does Cowboy Bebop count? Probably say Cowboy Bebop. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, my friend. I was actually trying to, I wouldn't try to recommend that to her because I didn't know how to do wearing this. But yes, it's absolutely the, the one I'm thinking of too. So good. I also want to say like Gundam is another one that probably was there too. Even though it's a mech anime. No, yeah, no, no. Gundam's awesome as well. I definitely have some stuff inspired by them uh, already, but uh, coming up as well. I love Gundam. If you ever get a chance to travel a little bit, um, Japan, which is where I'm currently at right now, it's from the mor almost 2 in the morning out here. Um, there's two uh, light, I don't know if it's life-size, but large-size Gundams, one here in Yokohama and another one's in Tokyo. You should definitely go check it out. I hope you get a chance to come out here and visit Japan sometime. Oh, I definitely have to. I, I, I'm, I've been slacking on getting my passport, but that'll probably be the first place I go. Awesome, man. I definitely recommend. I just actually went to the Yokohama Gondam a couple of days ago, so um, I can't wait take take photos and I hope you make it out here soon. I'll have to. I'm going to give you a follow. I want to sneak in one question here at the end for me, um, just because I, I first discovered your work with Born to Die and then, um, you know, found your additions, Eatman Color, all that stuff, and one thing that really stands out to me is consistency of character. Like you've got a, a, a variety of them, but I, I feel like we see like a really consistent character throughout. I'm just curious, like if you could speak to how you develop characters or in, even interact with characters you've already made, like, you know, you're going to bring a character that already exists into a new artwork. Like what is that experience like for, for, and I, I'm hoping to provide value to a lot of artists who are in the room who are working on their own kind of IPs and trying to like find depth, that kind of depth and consistency that I see in your work. Yeah, I appreciate that, first of all, but I think the biggest thing that kind of goes into my art period is just uh, that storytelling aspect. And I think at a certain point, I found out about myself in my art, um, just being able to have those consistent characters that I can always, um, you know, put into different situations uh, was, was very big for me. And um, I think people just in general kind of search for that consistency of, you know, familiar faces or familiar themes. Um, 
but yeah, being able to kind of put my different characters into a bunch of different situations and backgrounds and just different moods and vibes is just something that's really fun for me. Um, my ideation process is kind of just being able to see certain worlds in my head, um, even just with like Terry and the, the space boy and all that. There's like things down the line, like Gary said, five to 10 years from now that I can already see in my head of just being able to kind of flesh this whole world out. And, um, you know, that all just happens in my head. And I think with my process of doing art, a lot of times it's just me trying to translate whatever I'm seeing in my head, um, however vast or, you know, big or, you know, crazy it is. Um, just me trying to t tell people these stories that I've seen in my head or show people these characters that I've seen in my head um, in the best way possible to kind of make it make sense in this reality as well. <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes a ton of sense to me. Um, it's been so awesome to get to know you a little bit better through this. And I'm excited to see the tweets from folks who are discovering you and your work for the first time. Yeah, I just want to thank you again, Durell. Um, it's been a really great space. Thank you. No, it's been a great space on this end as well. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everyone that came up and asked questions. Actually, I wanted to real quick, before we go, I saw someone ask a question on Twitter. And yeah, I hit to it. Get to them. Um, this is from Mile High King. Uh, he had asked, uh, he would want to know how Akira Toriyama influenced me and my style and how it shows up in my art today. Um, yeah, no, um, like I said, my older brother bringing home that drawing of Dragon Ball Z, like, pretty much sparked that thing in me that wanted to be able to create my own characters and create, um, you know, just cool looking things at the time. I think I was probably like six or seven or something. So uh, just wanting to create cool stuff, you know, with my hands. And um, I would say it definitely shows up a lot in my art. Um, you know, even just like my evenly colored characters, uh, I would say a lot of times just their face structure and stuff uh, and like their eyes and stuff can be inspired by like uh, Super Boo and like... Um, you know, characters that look like that in Dragon Ball Z are like Janemba and, and, and stuff like that. But, um, or even just with this uh, Space Boy piece now, I think that this style can kind of mimic uh, certain aspects of, you know, Dragon Ball Z at certain times. Or even if you think of like uh, uh, Vegeta's Saiyan armor, uh, I think that uh, the Space Boy's outfit is kind of reminiscent of that in a way. Or my ship design, um, I'm so like in love with Akira Toriyama, the way that he designs vehicles and uh, spaceships and, and, and uh, all this anime and manga, uh, I, I would say that that heavily went into um, the the spaceship design for that as well. Um, but yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, wait, no, no bad at all. Like, I, I love to hear, I, I had a similar thought when I saw Terry, like that kind of like Saiyan, like that bottom layer of the Saiyan uh, outfit, it makes total sense. And um, it's also just really, it's, it's always insightful to know how people like, recompose the world that they experience into their art like art art is almost in every example an expression of something like universal and human about us and i think one of the reasons i have resonated and i think others have resonated with your work is because it touches on that there's something very um almost vital that i see in your work and so it's really great to meet you today and shout out to everybody who who came thank you for all those details and that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this fireside chat with Gary Vaynerchuk and Terrell Jones. As a reminder, all Series 2 V friends are eligible for this scene swap by burning one JAS book game token on Burn Island now through Tuesday, September 12th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We've left uh, the blog 
and other uh, important Twitter links in the show notes of this podcast. If you have any further questions, you can always jump into the Discord and check in with our team and moderators or email us at support at vfriends.com. We really appreciate you taking time to listen to the podcast today. We'd love to hear your feedback using the hashtag vfriendspodcast and wishing you an absolutely wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. See you at the next one. Thank you.